0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. My name is Chelsea. And I'm JC. And today we're talking about girl power. (laughs) Chelsea just Um, punched her (laughs) her own hand. Um, No, we're talking about girl power today and what that actually means, and the connotation behind it. And we're getting into a lot of good stuff. We're going to talk about modesty. We're going to talk about building other girls up, and all of that good stuff. So please um, stay tuned and listen to the entire thing. And And please, didn't you have a little bit of a disclaimer before we get started, Jace, that you wanted to say? I just wanted to say, listen to the whole episode
1: before you leave a scathing review on our podcast and bring us down. Because this, with when you talk about something where I don't want to say it's controversial, but people just are opinionated. And obviously there's, you know, people think differently. So um, whenever we cover topics like this, we, and I guess it's just to be expected, but people will leave like horrible reviews on our podcast. And then they'll say things like, I only had to listen to two minutes of this podcast. And I,
0: and so I just ask that people at least listen to the whole thing, you know, yeah, we're like, our whole topic will be like, let's not judge each other. And that's what we get into the entire podcast, but they hear the first two sentences and they leave us a review. Like I judged this podcast from the first sentence and turned it off. This is piece of crap. And I'm like, that's literally exactly the opposite of what we're talking about. So yeah. Yeah. We're just saying, just listen um, to, like, shut up and listen. (laughs) (laughs) No, when you listen to us, I want you guys to understand that as you know, you're not coming to us for hard-hitting news and facts. You're coming to us for our opinions and mm-hmm. for like what we think about things. And again, that's exactly what this is, our opinions and what we think about this. And if you don't like it or you don't agree, that's totally fine. Yeah, That's 100% okay. But when you come into this space, this should be a safe space for everybody to express themselves and express their opinions and go into it with everyone trying to understand each other. And I think if we all just tried to understand where each other is coming from a little bit more, instead of just trying to go into something proving that you're right, because there's really no point in that. Like, and just trying to be proven that you're right and like trying to put someone else down, there's, the energy wasted is just maddening in that situation. So just
1: stay tuned. And I think
0: also our
1: goal is never to shame anyone else also for their opinions. So when we're talking like just because we disagree with something you know what i mean yeah. like it, that's fine and that's what we're going to get into in the podcast is like it's okay to have different opinions than people it really is like yeah. i truly one of the things i was thinking about this week is or this weekend is that we really need to normalize having different opinions than one another yeah. and still being able to talk and like you know respectfully to each other and even have friendships it's like mm-hmm. if you're surrounded by only people who think what you think when are you ever challenged? When do you ever, you know, learn or like push yourself in different ways if everyone
0: you're around is very similar? Do you know what I mean? Totally. Um, So I was going to say, we're going to get into, we asked on our Instagram story, and if you're not following our Instagram, it's that what we said? Podcast. Lots of fun stuff happened there. Make sure you follow. Um, But we asked what you guys thought, what was the first thing that came to mind when you heard the phrase girl power? So we're going to read a couple of them. Okay. Let's go for it. Something that has always existed, someone said. Um, women who work hard for what they want and never give up. Stepping past the barriers men create for us. A strong, independent girl. Empowering. Cheetah girls. Yes, spice girls. Wow, okay. You guys. Aw, that's sweet. Cringe. cringe. Someone says cringe. Okay. All right. You're we not going to like your opinion. You're not going to like the title of this podcast, This <laughs> Rihanna. Yes. Getting out of the mindset of girl limitations, supporting each other, doing things our own way because I'm a girl and I'm freaking amazing. Yes, you are, Queen. My mom, Aw. Um, let's see. Girls being confident and standing up for what they believe in, girls supporting girls, cartoon characters. Uh-huh. The Powerpuff girls. Yes. <laughs> How Instagram has created this fake forced girl power movement. Okay. Woman standing up for women. Beyonce song "Girls Run the World" and "Pretty Hurts." Woman, oh, I forgot about that song. Who run the world, girls? We had to dance to that. Such a jam. Such a jam. What a bop. Being a mom, Barbie, girls supporting girls, um, embodying paradox: soft and strong, loving and fierce. Ooh, I love that. Females treating each other like sisters, not competition. I kind of cringe. Why can't girl power just be strength? Why does it have to say girl? Girls can do anything boys can do while wearing heels. Okay, yeah. Okay, you make a point. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other ones. I think the the
1: two sides are either people are like, yes, like strong women supporting each other or they think it's, like I, I saw one that said, I, I don't think, again, we need to say girl power because that puts down men Is their um, mm-hmm. take on it. And like that, you know. It's like by bringing
0: women up, we're putting men down.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just like (laughs) true. Um, So what what are your thoughts, Chelsea? Um, Personally, I don't think girl power is cringe. I like it. I think it's fun. Like why not say girl power? Again, why do we have to associate bringing people up with putting others down? It has nothing to do with men. It's just talking about a certain – Gender. We're just saying, girl power. Like there is power in girls, and um, I think again, not to say I am a big believer that obviously men and women are different. Like there's lots of things that are different about us, but the beauty of this world is that everybody is different, and so we should celebrate our differences and focus on our strengths. And I think the the biggest thing about girl power that I think is focusing on the strengths that we have as women, and um, yeah, just paying attention to them more and empowering other women which we'll get into in a little bit. Hello, everyone. Taking
1: a quick break to talk about a new sponsor of ours, Awara. You guys know me and Chelsea are very obsessive over our sleep. We're picky. True. You got to get enough sleep or else we are not in a good headspace. And that is why we're excited about our new sponsor, Awara. Awara has organic luxury hybrid mattresses with natural foam and New Zealand wool fiber. Lose the memory foam and upgrade to Awara's natural and sustainable latex tapped from real rubber trees. No formaldehydes or toxic chemicals, just an extra two inches of plush contouring support that sleeps cool. The humanely sourced New Zealand wool promotes cooling and airflow, which I desperately need. I get so hot at night. I don't know why because I am always freezing cold, but at
0: night I am like a furnace. I know. And in LA in the summer, it gets hot. You need some cooling. Awara is known for that weightless feeling. It has neutral spine alignment, so no sinking or pulling on the natural curve of your back, which is fantastic for, because I'm a side sleeper, you know, I need that. And no questions asked if you don't like it, they will take it back even if it's 364 days later. They offer free shipping and returns and a forever warranty. To top it all off, every time you choose Awara, 10 trees will be planted to restore forests in places like Kenya or Uganda or Guinea. The 10 trees they donate are fruit trees, which will help a farmer and his family get on the path to food security and financial stability. We love a company who has amazing products and also does amazing things for this world. So of course we have a special offer for you guys.
1: You can get $350 off plus 100 trees planted with your purchase. Sleep better knowing you just planted a small forest. Use discount code what we said and the website to go to is www.awarasleep.com slash what we said. And that will be linked in the show notes for you guys. Girl power to me. When I think about it, I think of a lot of different women who do different things like strong business owners that are girls come to my mind for sure, because we live in such an amazing time where it's like, there are so many female owned businesses, female CEOs, like that are millionaires, you know what I mean? Billionaires even. And it's like, that's really cool that, that girls, you know, can get to that point. But I also think of like just single moms or people who are stay at home moms. It's like, I feel like, I don't know. Girls are amazing. It's like we yeah. give birth. We have, there's so many amazing things. And it's like, let's celebrate that. And like be strong, confident, independent women, you Yeah. Know?
0: And we're, we're not even going to bring men into the equation with that. It's mm-hmm. like, we don't have to focus on them at all. And like, yeah, they're great and special in their own way. But um, I'm like, just not as good as women. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, well, let's just get into it. Because I really want to talk about, we kind of touched on it in our plastic surgery one at the very end, how, Women are so, you know, traditionally quicker to judge and try and tear other women down. Um, and maybe you haven't experienced that, but I definitely have. Like when, as women, were almost programmed to compete against one each other, against one e- one another. Yeah, yeah one, one another. another. But imagine the power if we all just brought each other up all the time and didn't think of it as a competition. Like again. It just because another girl is pretty and successful does not mean that you are less desirable. It, if anything, it should empower you to think I can be those things as well, and I am those things. If we were to just like all team up against, you, not against like against you the men, I just- know. But if we all just like actually were a team, instead of trying to break each other down, we would all just be thriving. It's
1: so evident. And this is something more, I don't know if I would say materialistic, but it's like on social media, you even see the power of like collaboration. Mm -hmm. And and you think about these TikTok stars or these Instagram people or YouTubers, and it's like, how do they grow? They all collaborate with each other. And I feel like that can just be a little analogy. It's like, that's literally how you become, I mean, whether it's, like, business or anything else, it's, like, that's how you grow and become successful is literally by, like, joining forces with other people. And, like, I think about even the businesses that we started and, like, our What We Said podcast and our Balance Boss stuff and, like, the mini team of women that we have. Mm-hmm. It's, like, truthfully, there's only, like, four of us. But yeah, um, we can do so much more together than we can on our own. 100%. And it creates this amazing thing that we're so passionate about. And it's just cool. It's kind of— I don't know. That just shows that, that really works to band together.
0: Well, and I think when it comes, I'm just thinking of girl groups, like girl groups of friends, you know, not even uh, business wise. Girl friends and girl groups, I feel like have falling outs more common than boys. I don't, again, that's not a fact. That's just from my experience, what I've seen, like Mm -hmm. friendships that are mostly girls, it's like, they're more likely to like not you know, have a falling out and then never talk to each other again. Versus I know a lot of guys who, you know, they have a problem with a guy, but it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then they're fine. Yeah. Yeah, They're not like holding this grudge their whole life against this guy that they were friends with in high school. And I think everything kind of boils down to, again, that competition and jealousy. And I think so many girls could benefit from just trying to combat jealousy because in friendships, if you think about why the falling out happens, it usually is something about jealousy. Like Mm -hmm. somebody going behind their back and it's like stemming from insecurity and all of these things that if we just worked on building each other up again and like making sure that we were confident, self-assured, and we knew that our worth did not come from all these things that the world tells us as girls that are worth Comes from? Yeah, comes from like what we look like and, you know, how good of a wife we are, how good of a mother we are. It's like, and just our worth is actually already inside of us and that, you know, we're great and we're amazing. And we have all of these amazing strengths that have nothing to do with what we look like on the outside and how many guys want our number or, you know, anything like that. And when I think about it, it's like, that really is what girls fight about a lot is like guys. And, and if it's not guys, it's something to do with that somehow, like looks or again, jealousy. Mm -hmm. And so if we got rid of, that's kind of like a surface level thing we could fix along with a a bunch of other surface level issues we could fix with females tearing each other down. If we all just tried to build each other up and tried to be confident people in general.
1: Agreed. And that's what I said. (laughs) That's what we said. Goodbye. (laughs) No, I completely agree. I think like any judgment falling out anything it it usually does stem from some sort of insecurity mm-hmm. and like i
0: we i guess we can hop into modesty right now because it kind of just correlates yeah. but well actually before we get into that okay. let me um i want i just remember something i wanted to talk about because i've been seeing this on tiktok a lot is certain almost i want to say genres of girls or like types of girls mm-hmm. you know no matter what they think they overcome the like hating on women thing, like hating on other women, but they're always kind of doing it subconsciously. And it's like, I don't wanna blame everybody too much because again, that's kind of what's been programmed into us almost is to like compete with other girls and like when what do you So mean, for example though? on TikTok, okay? The the genres that I'm that I'm speaking of per se. Um, they'll be like, okay, these are the high girlies girls. So the oh, girls yeah. always say like, hi girlies. Um, they wear pink a lot. They wear like flowery stuff, they're very girly, like classic when you think of girly. And then there are like the alt girls who are like more edgy, you know, maybe skater or whatever. And they're the they're the girls that are like, I don't like to hang out with girls because they're drama, mm-hmm. whatever. I only hang out with boys. And it's like, no matter what happens, it's like, you're trying to get away. You're trying to distance yourself from other females to like stand out to right. And so they're, they're basically saying like the all girls will make fun of the girly girls and the girly girls make fun of the all girls. And when in reality, it's like, just don't make fun of anybody. Like just accept everybody how they want to be. If they don't want, if they say, I don't want to like hang out with, I like hanging out with guys more. It's like, then that's fine. Right. Let's do your thing. Yeah. Don't worry about them. That's fine. If they, if they're insecure about something, all you can do is be kind to them. Vice versa. If there's other girls that are doing, you know, for example, if you see us on our podcast and we post pink and blue, really girly stuff and it's like, oh, I, this is not my thing. Like I just, I'm just not like that. I like more simple, whatever. And it's like, you think you're better than other girls because you're different than them. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not doing you any good. Let me just tell you that. It feels a lot better to just get along and accept that everybody's different. And that's amazing. Like there are other, there's so many different kinds of females and we don't need to hate on them for doing anything. We don't need to. Girls who are working don't need to hate on stay at home moms. Stay at home moms don't need to hate on girls who are working. You know what I mean? It's just like, we don't have to be better than anybody else. Like we can just be self-assured in who we are and things that we like and that's okay. And it's
1: like we talk about in our comparison lesson. Brings me back to that um, in our course, but it's like comparing yourself in either way. Whether you're you're thinking oh, I'm I'm not as good as this person, or oh, I'm so much better than this person, they're both harmful. Yeah, neither of those comparisons are good. So if you're looking at someone else and thinking, like you said, like oh they're so girly, or like oh they dress like that, like I would never do that. You're subconsciously putting yourself on a higher pedestal yeah. than them. And it doesn't do you any favors to think like that. Um, And like, of course, we've all judged people before. It's like, and that's the other thing I was going to say is when we're talking about, you know, how we shouldn't judge others, it's like, please don't think for one second that we think we're perfect and we've never done that because we have. And all of
0: us have. And I think maybe just what we challenge you to do, because that's what we've been challenging ourselves to do, is when you do have that thought that's naturally almost programmed into you to think that about other women, like to automatically start critiquing them and pick them apart and judging them, just be aware that that's what you're doing and like catch yourself and be like, okay, wow, I, I definitely, I'm noticing that I do that with women, like way more than I would a man. Like I don't give them any. And I think sometimes as women, we- we hold ourselves to such a high, you know, high expectations. And then we put those expectations on other people, other women. And so we're way more likely to be hard on another girl than we are a boy because maybe we just don't understand. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But anyways, just catch yourself next time. Because I feel like we've been trying to do that where it's like, okay, I'm being a little bit judgmental. Like, it's fine that I had that thought, but I don't have to act on it, you know? Totally. One size fits all may work for accessories, but when it
1: comes to your hair, we need something a little different. We all have such unique hair types. So obviously the same shampoo and conditioner or hair products are not going to work the same for all of us. And I feel like we can all relate to someone giving you like a recommendation and then you use it. You're like, this does not work with my hair at all. So that's why we're here to talk about Function of Beauty. It is hair care that is formulated specifically for you. No matter your hair type, they create shampoo, conditioner, and treatments to fit your unique needs. Function of Beauty has over 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations
0: to make sure your formula is as unique as you. Aw. So here is how it works. First, you take a quick but thorough quiz and tell them a little bit about your hair. And we've said this before. We love a personalized quiz. Yes, we do. I love talking about myself. (laughs) Next, their team will determine the right blend of ingredients. Then they bottle your custom formula to order. Then they deliver your personalized formula right to your door in a cute customized bottle with your favorite color and fragrance. They even print your name on it, which is just the cutest touch. My brother was visiting me a couple weekends ago, and I was like, you can use this shampoo and conditioner, which it was my function of beauty, because guess what? It's blue in my pink bathroom, which is very what we said vibes. And he was like, are you sure I can use this? It says function for Chelsea. (laughs) And I was like, no, you can use it. You're a boy. It's fine, whatever. But I do love that it says my name on it because makes you feel special. Exactly. Their formulas are vegan and cruelty-free, which we love. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. Function of Beauty is the internet's top-rated customized hair care brand with over 40,000 Real five star reviews. We love to see it. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com/slash
1: what we said to take your four part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash what we said for 20% off and to let them know you heard about it from our show. That is functionofbeauty.com slash what we said. So I posted on my Instagram about a few things stemmed my thought. I mean, I, I always like, you know, it's always in the back of my head, but Um, I saw a few posts that were talking about um, modesty and like Mormon culture and stuff. And so I posted on my story about it, um, just saying like, would you guys want to listen to a podcast episode about that? And I think it was like the most, it was like 96% yes. I was like, wow, that's like very overwhelmingly yes. So we did want to talk about it. And I don't even know how to begin this conversation. Like, I just honestly, I want to be very honest with you guys. I was just telling Chelsea that it's like some, uh, this year I've been trying to be more unapologetic. Just say the things that are really on my heart that I feel like, I don't know, that are like my opinions that I want to share. And like, I think, you know, maybe someone could be helped by or relate to it in some way. And then every time I do share something that maybe is a little more controversial, or I know that like some people won't agree with when I start getting those kind of messages and they like start, I don't know, they're like, sometimes they're, you. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they're really honestly mean and like, they just hurt me. And then I'm like, why did I even say anything? Like, why did I say anything about this? Like and, open
0: yourself up to it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And Leif was saying, he's like, don't back down. Cause I almost deleted them. Cause I was just getting messages. Like, again, I was getting so many awesome messages, but it's just human nature. I think like the mean ones just stick in your head. You're like, oh my gosh, this person thinks I'm like horrible. Yeah. And, and, so anyway, I was going to delete them. And then I was just like, no, like I want, I meant what I said. Like I really believe that what I said was not, I wasn't trying to be mean. I have good intentions and like, I believe that. So I'm not going to delete it. And like, I'm proud of myself for sticking with that because most of the time when this kind of stuff happens, I just delete it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't have even said anything at all, but I'm trying to practice
0: what I preach and like really just be unapologetic. And well, I think that's a great point for women in general as well, because that's actually something I had in my notes is like, as girls and as women, we need to speak up for ourselves a little bit more because we mm-hmm. are, you know, we sometimes are told that being meek and si- and like not silent, but more quiet is better and like more ladylike. Yeah. But if there's like so many statistics in the work, whatever that like women just in the work environment that women just don't ask for things as much mm-hmm. because we're afraid that like, oh, or we assume if we work hard, then we'll get rewarded. Like they'll see that we're working hard versus, and then maybe we just never do. Versus men who more statistically are Speaking. more likely to ask for a raise or mm-hmm. ask for a promotion. Sometimes when well, they don't even deserve it mm-hmm. and they'll get it because they asked. So yeah. as women, we, we kind of just do need to be okay with speaking up, you probably will get people who don't aren't used to it and, and will call you these names that, you know, bossy, whatever it is, and right. make you feel like less ladylike. A woman's nature is not to be quiet, I feel like. It's not just to be this docile creature that's like just so submissive. When you're kind, when you're a genuinely kind person and you have self-confidence— you're not going to be screaming at people, but you are going to be like more bold. Yeah. Like I've even noticed when I'm, you know, in a group of, I grew up with older brothers and I feel like my whole life, I was just always trying to be one of the boys and I would try and be over the top. Like, let me hang out with you guys. Like annoying. But now that I feel like, I'm like, now that I'm perfect. (laughs) No, but like the more that I just became more comfortable with myself. And if I have something to say in in a conversation, I don't feel like I need to overcompensate or anything. I'm just like, I'll just say it. And I'm like, I don't care if these boys think I'm dumb or girly or, like, whatever. I'm just going to say it, and I want to be part of the conversation, and that's fine. They yeah. can think whatever I think. They, they can think whatever they want to think about me, but I'll feel much better. And if someone interrupts you, which I noticed as, like, a girl, a lot of times guys will do, and they just mm-hmm. don't even think about it. Like, you were saying that cop did to you. It's like, yeah, they're kind of—sometimes, not all men, some of them, though, can be condescending, just like anybody. Mm-hmm. And make you feel like because oh well, you're just a dumb girl, mm-hmm. and you just like want to be shake them and be like, I what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm like still a human. Yeah, I'm still s- a person. Yeah, and who knows? I could be smarter than you, sir. Yeah. Should we compare ACT scores? <laughs> I didn't even I'm like, take that I'm I'm like, ACT. No. <laughs> I'm like I wouldn't prove anything. But what if I did? No, I'm just saying it's um, when they do interrupt you. Like I found myself being like, hold on, let me finish. Like. You know, and then they're yeah. like, "Oh, didn't expect that from you." Or who is the who's the sh- girl from Shark Tank, the older lady, not Lori. Oh, I, th- the I know who you're talking woman, about. And yeah. she was with all the other sharks, and they kept talking over her, and she kept saying, "She's like, let me finish, let me finish." And I'm like, "Yes, I queen. Love that. Yes, queen. I'm going to be doing that from now on. Like, don't let men interrupt you. Yeah, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm like, you don't know, do to hate men. No, I'm kidding. I love men, but anyways, um. Wait, I was, oh. sorry, I keep going with your, you're, you're not being unapologetic. Uh, unapologetic. Well, you I, are being unapologetic. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, I also wanted to say, I um, recently got done with the book Untamed and I think I've mentioned it on the podcast a little bit, but really like the overarching theme I feel like of that book is kind of, it's not women empower. It, I mean, it is, but I feel like that was a big theme is like empowering women to be unapologetic and like be bold and say what you think and like be decisive. And um, an example that she gives, I'll get to modesty in a second, but an example she gives is she was saying um, her boys, I don't know how old they were at the time, like had some, had a group of friends over and she came into the family room and said, Hey, are any of you guys hungry? Like, do you want to make, you want me to make some food? And all of the boys were like, yes, yes, yes. Like, you know, super fast. And she said, all the girls like looked at each other and was like, oh, like, <gasps> oh my gosh, and, I'm yes. like, and I'm like, wow, that is so relatable. And it's like, it just shows that from a young age, it's like, you're looking for validation from like other girls. Like, oh, you don't want to be like, yeah, I'm starving. Cause it's like, oh, you're like a yeah. girl. You know what I mean? Yes. And so she said, I caught all the girls like looking at each other and being like, oh yeah, like, okay. And she's like such an interesting dynamic between the mm-hmm. two at such a young age. And Again, I feel like I've been in that exact situation and totally. probably acted the same. And it's like I don't know. I just I want the next generation of girls to be more bold and
0: unapologetic and not yeah. feel like oh I don't know. And and I think people hear that and they're like oh my gosh no don't be you know unladylike and it's like to be bold does not mean to be mean no they're two separate things and if you think that they correlate then that's where the problem is it's like you can still be bold and. You can be boldly kind. You can Mm -hmm. boldly stand up for people. And it's like, boldly stand up for yourself. It doesn't mean you have to be this, you know, cruel person. Right. It it
1: only enhances, like, something I said in a recent Instagram caption. I was talking about how I've always labeled myself as a people pleaser. I've always considered myself to be an overthinker. I just want—I don't want any problems. And I thought that it was rude to not be. Yeah. And it's like—then you come to realize at some point that it's like, oh, wait— if I am being bold and unapologetic, unless I'm a rude person who says rude things all the time, I'm not going to be rude because no. that's not who I am. Yeah. So it's like, it's exactly what you said, like being bold and it's not mean. It's no. not a bad thing. It's
0: really powerful when it's used in a kind, uplifting way. Yeah. And if other people are turned off by it, you, you just have to understand that's almost just a cultural thing. And, and you just have to kind of not care. Mm-hmm. Like if other people think oh, wow, she's being like really loud or like she, you know, confident women almost turn other women, not off, but like it makes them feel uncomfortable when they see like a confident woman. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's too much. Yeah. And so you might actually be more of a target like for other women, but you just have to understand that's okay. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like more women are coming around to this thought, like, wow, we actually just need to be kind to each other and like support each other and everyone's better off for it. So anyways. Totally.
1: All right, hold up, you guys. This is a very exciting day at the What We Said podcast because guess who we are working with? Our dream brand, Glossier. We manifested this. We Let me just say
0: that right we now.
1: We might have mentioned that on a past podcast that we would love to work with Glossier. So I'm sure you guys know of this brand, but if you don't, they make skincare, makeup, body care, and fragrance products. You probably know them for popularizing the glowy, dewy skin look. Their brand aesthetic is fantastic. And truly it's just the cherry on top because the products themselves
0: are amazing. It is a community driven brand. They are always striving for the best ingredients and they believe in the power of self-expression and personal choice and beauty and beyond. And let me tell you guys, because when I received this box of Gloss products on my doorstep, it was like freaking Christmas morning. I've never been happier. I've never been happier. And there was so much good stuff inside. I have already been using their skincare products and makeup products for a long time. I love their brow flick. I love their um, concealer. And so I was really excited to try some more products. And one of the ones that actually people had recommended to me in my DMs was the Future do. So the Future Dew is basically an oil-serum hybrid that gives you that post-facial glow instantly. So I use it after all of my skin and t- skincare steps, so after my moisturizer and my sunscreen, and then I throw on the Future Dew. And let me tell you, it did not disappoint from the recommendations that people were like, you have to try the Future Dew if you want that dewy, glowy, beautiful look. Per, really recommend it.
1: Perfect for summertime. I am so excited to dive deeper into their products. Um, One that I wanted to share with you guys that I love, one of the makeup product is their Lid Star. It's like a shimmering cream eyeshadow. It's a very soft and sheer color, but it's so pretty. That's like how I prefer my makeup anyway. It's pretty natural looking and it is such a beautiful like shimmery, creamy, blendable texture. You can use your fingertips. You don't need an eyeshadow brush. You literally just like Put it on and blend it with your fingertips. It's so pretty. I would highly recommend. I'm going to try and find the name of the actual like Color. shade yeah, that I used, and we can give you a few recommendations on our Instagram stories if you guys want to check it out. Um, but, but you really can't go wrong no. once you're on their website, True, to be quite honest. No, you can't. So get that glowy, dewy look for yourself by visiting glossier.com slash podcast slash what we said. Plus, all new customers will get 10% off their first order on glossier.com Slash podcast slash what we said. Certain exclusions apply. That dot com slash podcast slash what we said. Go check it out. You guys are going to be obsessed. So going back to my post about modesty, um, I had seen a few posts floating around on social media and some things that like really sparked this in me to talk about it. Because Chelsea and I are both LDS, uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, aka Mormons. And Mm -hmm. we have grown up Mormon our whole lives. And it's like, we grew up in Gilbert, Arizona, kind of, you know, lots of Mormons there and lots of Christians. And some people had an issue with the fact that I lumped, I guess, Mormon and Christian culture together because I said, It can be very toxic um when it comes to modesty and like caring about what other people are wearing and keeping tabs and things like that. And I got some people that were saying, like, don't loop those together. First of all, Mormons are Christian because we do believe in Jesus Christ. So I want to like make that clear first. But I wasn't- And that He is our savior.
0: Yeah. Not that we just believe in Him. Like we do believe that it's centered around Him.
1: Right. Our whole, our whole church is centered around Christ. Um, But when I said Mormon and Christian culture, the reason that I did, I guess, lump them together or talk about them both is because I have a lot of best friends who are Christian and they're different denominations or, you know, but they're in organized Christian religions. And every time we talk about the subject of modesty or about any of the culture surrounding, I don't know, like people who are just like very judgmental of other people. And like I said, keeping tabs and like um, my friends who are also influencers who are Christians, it's like, they get a lot of hate as well for, you know, just weird things. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we talk about this, they're like, oh my gosh, I relate it's so, so much. It's so similar. And so, um, and I did get a lot of messages from Christians and Mormons alike who were like, this is so spot on. Like, I've experienced this so much. So that's why I, I mentioned them both. And I wanted to like make that clear. But people had a very mixed response to my story And maybe I should go back to it because I don't even remember like exactly what I said. But um, basically, I just said like, there are so many toxic parts of Mormon and Christian culture that are damaging. Can we all agree that focusing on who's drinking coffee or who's wearing a bikini is a waste of time? Um, And then I said like, your definition of modest is not someone else's. And it's okay for people to not act how you would act or dress how you would dress. It's okay for someone to have a different opinion than you. And what's not okay is pushing your belief on someone else or assuming that because you grew up within the same religion, that they should perceive every single thing the same way you do. Yeah. And I think that's the Preach. main point that I wanted to make here is like, I've just been thinking a lot about how differently we all grow up, whether you are Mormon and you, you're talking to someone who also grew up Mormon you grew up differently than them. You had different experiences. You had different childhoods. You had different teachers at church. You, it's like, you can't possibly, we all have different thoughts. It's like, you can't possibly know what someone else's experience of life is. And I think when you can really empathize with people, it takes your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like your want to judge kind of away because you, you empathize with them and you realize that they're doing the best they can. And, I saw a post that was circulating about how someone was really like disturbed by the fact that they went to the beach and a lot of girls were wearing thong bikinis. And um, this person was just saying like, what has the world come to? Like, why do we think that's okay? We need to cover up. We can't help the w- with the way that men think and the way that men's brains are wired. And that's kind of, I don't know. I think, again, we don't know how people grew up, especially when you're just generalizing, like you're at the beach and you see people doing this. It's like, so they're probably not probably, but there's a chance they're not even remotely religious. It's like, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you have no idea who they are No, you have no idea or anything who about who they them. are. So like to hold them to a standard either way, even if they're Mormon and you grew up next, next door. door to them, like it's still none of your business, but it's like, especially random people who you have no idea what their life experiences you have no idea if they grew up with a family. You don't know if they've had intense abuse or trauma. Like not saying that that's the reason that people dress that. I'm just saying like, you don't know anything about someone. So to assume anything based off of a swimsuit,
0: I just think is ludicrous. It's inc- It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. And I, th- I think, um, going from even something that is said a lot within these cultures is like—and also, I want to make it clear. It's like—and when when both of us say, like, we're LDS, it's like, I love the gospel. I want everyone to know that I'm by no means saying that. I I like to focus on a lot of parts of the gospel that I love, and I believe it. But Mm -hmm. we're not talking about the gospel. We're talking about the culture. And it's like, there are little things that I think the thong bikinis and, like, immodesty, what we perceive personally as immodest, and then going about calling people out for them, first of all, when you don't even know them, is so harmful and never helps. I've had multiple occasions where it's like one time my friend had a, a picture in a bikini and she was on the beach and like someone, an older lady from her church commented on the post and called her out said like, what about modesty? How embarrassing is that for both parties? Like And luckily my friend stood up for herself and she was like, the fact that you're calling me out in public and basically shaming me for what I'm wearing in this post instead of privately messaging me, or even maybe if you cared about me actually, and weren't just trying to virtue signal and saying that you care so much, but you literally don't know me. Why don't you just be nice to me? It's like when we see other people and we're judging them and we're trying to fix them, that has nothing to do with our care for them. I want you to like have that be perfectly clear in your mind when you're calling somebody out for doing something or, you know, that's not how you think it should look, that is not coming from a place of love. No, absolutely not. Jesus really, like, it, it just, when I think about how Jesus lived his life, it's like, he was not shaming anybody. Shame is not a godly feeling to have. Mm-hmm. When you're feeling shame or like, if you're inflicting shame on somebody else and and telling them that they should feel shame, ashamed about something— that is not a place for growth to happen like hope like jesus is and i feel like the gospel is like centered around hope and not being non-judgmental and seeing people f- through christ's eyes which which to me personally just again is seeing people for who, who they, they really are. are and that is joy and service and compassion and their potential and it's like all already within them so when we're saying to people like because you wear a bikini or because you drink coffee, these things that I can see with my eyes, you're less of a person than me, and you, you're less deserving of, you know, salvation or whatever it is, is so backwards to me. It's just, I like that JC was telling me someone messaged her and was like, um, it's funny because like I would consider myself to be really modest, but I'm like not very good at studying my scriptures. And it's like, nobody goes around like, you don't read your scriptures enough. It's like, Because no one can see it. Mm -mm. So these things that are so plain to us, it's like someone could have tattoos and piercings and wear immodest clothes and drink coffee. And it's like, they could be so full of service, so happy, so amazing. And it's like, but you're judging them based off of what you can see from them. They could probably be a better person than you. But because you're judging them off of literally their appearance, that's not something the gospel teaches. And I think it's just, again, going back to what we said, like catching yourself when you're doing it because again, we've done the same thing. Like we'll, we'll totally. be like, I'm not the most modest person in the world when it comes to dress, but I'll still catch people because of the way that I grew up thinking like, oh, they don't yeah. you know, wear their garments or they don't say that. And I'm like, who the heck am I <laughs> to talk about that? But it's okay. Like, it's okay to acknowledge that and be like, okay, they're on their own path. Everyone's doing their best. Like you don't know what me and JC do behind the scenes. Like no. So you can't say, you know, what, how good of a person we are as just as much as we don't know about you. It's like, even whoever posted that thing about the thong bikini, it's like, we're not saying she's a horrible person for saying that either. And I want to say like, the last thing I want to do is do what
1: I'm saying not to do and shame others for their opinion. And I truly believe, I believe that everyone is doing the best they can with what they have. And so, you know, to the person who is posting that kind of stuff and saying like, I'm so like, you know, distraught about people wearing thong bikinis. It's like, I'm sure that she is an awesome person and that she- is, but you're, you're a product of your environment. So yeah. it's like, it, it's where you grow up. It's the culture you're surrounded by. And I'm not blaming her. I just want people to like, especially if you have grown up in Gilbert, Arizona or Provo, Utah to like, I don't know. It's hard to have a different perspective. Like I said, when everyone around you is the same, everyone around yeah. you is religious. It's like, it, it is very hard for you to understand that there's a different way of life or that people don't think like you or that there are people who like, you know what I mean? Grow yeah. up like Different. in poverty or like in abusive households. It's like, maybe that's not something you're familiar with, but I don't know. That plays a part in, in the way that people act. And again, yeah. I'm not by any means saying that like, you're only like that people dress immodestly only because no. of that. I'm just saying you don't know people. Yeah. You don't know. And it's and like, guess what?
0: It's not your job either. No. It's not your job to decide why or how they do it anyways. It's like, you are in charge of yourself. And if you have children— try and teach your children the best that you possibly can. And when the whole thing about, like, dressing modestly because guys will, you know, think whatever, that's such a disservice to men. Like, that is so actually demeaning to men to say that they can't even help themselves if they see a girl in a bikini that they just can't help but, like, want to have sex with her or something or, like, have impure thoughts and cheat on their wife. It's, like, how dare we say that men have absolutely no self-control? I know plenty of men who have seen full-on naked girls and they still don't do anything about it. It's like, that's, that's nothing to teach your sons that they have no self-control. Right, and it's that like, can't we do better it's than just that? just your mind. You have to be a victim of your mind and how it works. Also, something I want to mention, side note, I, me and JC and Beth were actually talking about this and we were saying, very rarely is it like, guys always get this pass of, It's just how boys are. Boys will be boys. It's like very rarely do girls ever get that kind of pass. No. And we actually have hormones that change once a month. Yeah. And very rarely it's like girls will be girls. Like they're just girls. They can't help it. It's like we always have to take full responsibility for things. (laughs) And yet guys, we can't even hold guys accountable for like, I read this blog post that this actual, she was, um, I believe she's LDS, wrote about modesty and she was like, Modesty is important. We don't, and we don't want this episode to come across like modesty isn't important and it's not a real thing and you shouldn't try and do it. It's like that's not our point. Our point is you have your own agency to do what you want, what you feel is best, and stop worrying about what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. So if you feel if you want to be modest, that's amazing and great, and I condone you for that. And I think, condone, wait, isn't that? Oh, I'm like, I condemn you <laughs> to hell for that. <laughs> oh, okay, I think I think it was right. <laughs> That's amazing. And I condemn you (laughs) and just says it in passing. (laughs) I condemn you. Um, That's great. And guess what? I promise you from someone who's both of us who have experienced people shaming us for not being modest. The last thing I want to do when someone tells me to be modest is be modest. Yeah. Like it just doesn't help.
1: It's like, especially like you said, when it doesn't come from a place of love, it's just like, or they act like it does. It's like, Hey, just wanted to let you know, like you should be doing this. It's like, wait, wait, wait. You don't know anything about me. Yeah, you literally know nothing, like about who I am or what I go through or what I've gone through in the past or like anything. And so it's just, it's just not our place. Um, No. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to mention, like, quickly, traveling is genuinely something that opened my eyes a lot concerning this topic because um, when we were in Australia, when we were in Europe, we would go to all these beaches and women would be topless all the time. Sometimes like full on naked. And we were kind of like, oh, whoa, like <laughs> a little bit shocked at the beginning. Cause that doesn't really happen in many places in the U S and definitely not when you're just like a Newport beach in California, are you seeing like naked girls? Um, so it was kind of like, oh, what the, but as I came to realize, like no one even like I'm looking around and it's like literally girls and guys all hanging out in a friend group and all the girls are topless and they're like playing games and doing things. And it made me realize that, that's just a cultural thing. Like in the U S things are very over-sexualized. You don't see that very often in all of these places. If you see women breastfeeding, if you see a woman topless, it's not shocking at all to them. And it's, it's not a sexual thing where they're like, Oh gosh. Mm -hmm. And, And so I think that gave me some perspective to realize that it's like, it really depends. Like I said, you're a product of your environment. So it's like, it depends where you grow up. It's very, modesty is very, very subjective and it's very personal. So to think that like everyone has the same idea of modesty as you do is just, it's not the case. And like I said, even if you grow up Mormon and you're like, well, we're all reading the same book. We're all reading the same things. I cannot tell you how many of my friends like grew up so differently. I have friends whose moms would like never let them wear a bikini is like out of the question. And then I have other friends who their moms wore bikinis all the time. It was not even a blink of an eye if they wore, do you know what I mean? So it's just like, we all grow up so differently.
0: Yeah. And, and understanding that everyone has had completely different lives that's led them up to this point. Like everyone has such complex lives and it's a lot more complex than what you believe and what you think about them. And I think kind of going back to even the, um, the post that i read from the lds blogger and she was saying that exact thing like she was saying i have sons and um modesty is important but guess what it's not because of what men think and and again to like that's scary to me if it were to be that way for my sons like to to basically tell them like sorry whatever happens like you know anyway so she was talking about modesty how it was important cuz i want to i do want to talk about like
1: we're I don't not against say, modesty yeah. we're not
0: against modesty and we're not here to be like show your skin we don't care
1: like we it's yeah. like we just really want people to stop judging every person. That's exactly. Really what we want. For
0: cause again. Okay, anyways, I'm just gonna have too many thoughts <laughs> in my head. <laughs> okay, she was basically saying when we lit. Okay, I think this is a quote from somebody actually. Anyways. When we live to be looked at, self-conscious of our bodies, we are left with fewer mental and physical resources to do what can bring really bring happiness so basically going on and like when we self-objectify, which is the norm today for little girls all the way up to older women, disordered eating and cosmetic surgery procedures increase. We stop raising our hands in class and we quit pursuits of math, science degrees at greater rates. Um, We experience immense body shame, anxiety, and and depression and fixate on our bodies enough that we never get onto the great things we could and should be doing. And I think that's really the main, personally, what I try and focus on with modesty. It's like, You shouldn't be obsessing about your body either way. You shouldn't Mm -hmm. be obsessing about how modest you are or how immodest you are. It, you should be focused on things that have not. Like we don't, we're not just things to be looked at. Like girls are not just things to be ornaments. Like we're not just here to be looked at. You're to do a lot of other things. Like think of all the amazing things that you're, you have ideas for and that you want to pursue. And as somebody who's struggled with an eating disorder, and and every girl I know has body image issues, and like. All of these issues that are coming up, it would all just be cured if we just got to the root of all the issues. And that is to just accept ourselves Mm -hmm. and just, and that will bring us confidence. That will bring us like better intuition. We'll be like, if we're more still, we can like listen to our intuition talking Mm -hmm. and, and telling us like how to be kind and how to be serviceful and how to forgive and how to not be judgmental and how to understand people. And it's like, if we all just worked on ourselves to get to that point, it's not selfish. It's not going to make you be self-absorbed. It's actually going to make you just a better person all around because you're going to be 100% more willing to help other people. When you see someone who's immodest, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're so modest. I need to leave a message on their Instagram account because that will really change their mind. Newsflash, <laughs> it's it not doesn't. going to. Um, well, maybe you'll think like nothing about it, first of all. Maybe you won't even think about it. Maybe you're just going to be nice to everybody you come across, regardless of how much help you think you can provide them. Just be a nice person.
1: Yeah. And I think assuming things is the worst thing you can do or um, assuming that they dress a certain way because of this. It's like, oh, I bet they're just dressing that way so that they can a, B, and C so yeah. that they can get attention. But you don't know why they're dressing anyway. And it doesn't matter. It, it really just doesn't matter. And the last thing I wanted to touch on is like some girl messaged me and she's like, what's funny is like, I'm actually, I don't even dress that modestly, but for some weird reason, I expect influencers or like people with a large platform to dress modestly. And she was kind of admitting that, like that she maybe didn't think about that until that point. And I really appreciated that because as someone who's had a platform for a little bit, it's like, I, I've gotten that sort of message a lot where people will say, you have a platform and you're not, you know, sharing about this all the time or whatever. And it's like, thinking that you know what's best for someone else is just, it's never,
0: it's never the case. like or that you know all, how their life is or mm-hmm. that you know what goes behind behind the scenes.
1: And also what I had said to one girl, because she said like, it's just so disheartening that like you don't post about, basically about the church more. And this was a while ago. And I said, when my testimony has been struggling or like when I'm in times where I'm like, oh, like I'm, you know, struggling with certain things. The last thing I want to do is in genuinely post about the gospel and the church and how, you know, just to save face, to make sure everyone knows like, I'm so Mormon. I'm so Mormon. Like I want to post about things genuinely when they're on my and I have before. It's like when something is on my heart, or like there's a lesson at church that I really liked. Like I'll post a quote, I'll post a scripture, like something that has given me peace. But I'm not just gonna post about to church make for other people for other people. And it's like I feel like that should be respected for all people who have a platform and and for people to not expect. Influencers are people with a platform to go above and beyond yeah.
0: because we're just people. Like everyone's just a person, exactly. And you also have to understand that being an influencer is a job, whether you want to believe that or not. It is a job, and so when you see these influencers who have such a big platform, and you're like, it's their duty. It's like, okay, well, if you're teaching a college class and there's a hundred people in your class, say you're a professor, do you have the same? Like, you have a hundred kids in your class, you should definitely be telling them about the gospel that's not allowed, fam. Like you're not allowed to talk about that stuff. Like my dad was even saying as a teacher, it's like, you can't just get up and preach about the gospel. You can't talk about your religion. You're at your job. Right. And that's what being an influencer is. You don't have to bombard it. If you want to, that's totally fine. That's the beauty of it. But it's also, you know, you have, you have a job to do. So it's not, it's not the same thing. People just think it is your life. Right. And so so if it's not on Instagram, then it's not in your life, Mm -hmm. which is not true. Um, something I wanted to round out with again, from, I really liked this blog post. It, it's Lynette is where I got it from. Basically, she's basically saying that the whole modesty thing comes from, and the, and the issue of it, because we're so focused on it when it really shouldn't be that big of a focus in the first place. If we were all just truly being, you know, our best selves. And she was saying like, you're bombarded in movies. I think this is another quote television, fashion magazines, advertisement with the message that looks are everything. The pitch is, if your looks are good enough, your life will be glamorous and you'll be happy and popular. That kind of pressure is immense in the teenage years. Yes, it is to say nothing of later womanhood. In too many cases, too much is being done to the human body to meet such a fictional standard in terms of preoccupation with self and a fixation on the physical. This is more than social insanity. It is spiritually destructive and it accounts for much of the unhappiness in women including young women, faced in the modern world. And I think that is so powerful because it's, again, when we focus, this doesn't even have to be with how you dress. When you're focused too much and you're too reliant on, you know, oh, look at me, like I'm, you know, so hot and whatever. And you're so focused on that. And that's how you feel you're going to get validation. You know that. And it's like, well, maybe you don't know that, but that's where those things are going to come from when you're obsessive over it. Wait, you know what? I was going to say, you know that that's coming from a place of like insecurity. If Mm -hmm. if you're over the top obsessed with the way that you look basically.
1: And you think that is what your self-worth stems from.
0: Exactly. So that's why you can't assume somebody else, whether they're dressed to the nines in modesty or they're super immodest. You don't know. Yeah. It's like you don't one of them could be the like, you don't know what's going on, so just don't judge them and only worry about yourself. So, I'm talking about when you're thinking about your own modesty and like, you know, moving forward, um, is when it's the same thing as if you're so obsessed with your roles or your imperfection. Or, you know, I see a lot of like anti, you know, or po- body positive that gets a little bit almost toxic, where it's like everything is about the body still, like everything is about how the body looks. And it's like, every let's just, post, yeah. Yeah. Let's just stop worrying about the body. Like the stomach is the stomach and just let it be what it is. Like the cellulite is a cellulite. We don't need to post about it every five seconds. That's still obsessing over it. Like we all have it. That's fine. Move on. It doesn't have to take up any of our emotional energy that we could be using to connect with people, that we could be using to serve other people, that we could be used to come up with a business idea or exercise. It's like So we miss out on so much amazing experience of life when we're focused on what we look like. And that goes way beyond modesty. I'm I'm talking about everything that has to do with body image. And when we're too obsessed with it in general, it ruins that experience. It takes up way too much free real estate in our mind. And there have been plenty of times when I go to the beach and I can't even enjoy it because I'm too worried about what I look like versus times when I don't give a crap about what I look like. I have the best day ever. Yeah. So yeah.
1: That's very true. I think less focus on what we look like and our bodies as a whole. Like it, there's nothing wrong with obviously like being proud of the way you look and like, you know, mm-hmm. loving your body. Like, obviously that's amazing. And like, we're all about, you know, empowerment and like loving yourself yeah. and loving your body. But I think you're right. It's like when that's your main focus and it's like, that's what you believe. That's why you believe you're worthy. It's like, oh, I work out every day. Therefore I am More worthy of love. More worthy of love because I am in such good shape. It's like, it just doesn't, that just isn't the case. It doesn't correlate or vice
0: versa. Like, you know, it just, when you're obsessed with it. Exactly. It's just another way that people look for happiness. And that's said for a lot of other areas as well. Not just women. With women, a big one is body image and how we look, which turns into how we dress, which turns into how we eat, which turns into so many different areas. And there's so many different areas we look for happiness. We think once we have this, goes back to what we always talk about, then we'll have happiness. If we all just tapped into the happiness that's already inside of us, the world would be just such an amazing place.
1: Agreed. I'm going to end with, well, not this is not what we're ending with. I'm going to drop one more bomb and (laughs) I I don't know if this is going to be controversial. (laughs) One more bomb. No, but I was just saying a lot of the beliefs or the standards of modesty that like for Mormons particularly, that they're going off of is from the strength for the youth, like little pamphlet thing. Um, and because that, that's what's, you know, that's kind of our standard of modesty, I guess, like written Mm -hmm. out. And so that's what a lot of people refer to when they're just seeing what they feel like is appropriate to wear. And like, as I was, I was actually kind of looking at it today and I was looking at the different subjects of the, the, for the strength youth pamphlet, which is like, you know, like there's a ton of different sections, and just kind of like the standards that you should live by basically. And one of the main ones was physical health and it's like physical and mental health. And it's Oh, let's get into it. And it was talking about like how we should be exercising regularly and eating nutritious foods and just a bunch of different stuff like that. And I was saying like, again, not to be judgmental, but it's like, I know so many people who- Shame other people for modesty. Yeah. But it's like, they don't take care of necessarily take great care of their body or like work out exercise regularly or eat nutritious foods. So who, who says that like, which is more important? You know what I mean? Like people get all up in arms about like other people drinking coffee. And I know we've mentioned that a few times on this episode and we've mentioned it on, um,
0: our Mormon like culture our Mormon one.
1: culture episode, because that really is like the reason we mentioned it, we're not trying to harp on it. It's just that it's a great example. It's a great example because that is a lot, like so many people are so concerned with if people are drinking coffee, because that's something that
0: Mormon people don't believe is like, right, I guess. Yeah. And, and they just try it. Obs- but the thing is in the word of wisdom, which is what they base that off of, it says like no hot drinks. They base that—the word of wisdom is to, you know, saying your body is a temple and you need to take care of it and, like, you know, treat it healthily. But people will—they'll they'll get mad at you when you say, like, when you're drinking coffee or whatever and say, like, you can't pick and choose things from the gospel. And it's like, well, neither can you, dude, because you're also doing the same thing. You're perfect at everything that the Bible and the Book of Mormon says. No, you're not. So we're not—we're all just trying our best in all yeah. the different areas. The thing is with when people say that, you can't pick and choose. Uh, then
1: so, that, that leaves no room for error because you know what, like people, this is what people always say, like, it's black and white. You're like hundred percent in or you're hundred percent out. I'm here to say on record, I disagree. I yeah. think we all live in the gray area because we're not perfect human beings. So it's like that girl said, she's like, I'm pretty modest, but i never read my scriptures. And it's like, Thank you for admitting that and being a human being because mm-hmm. we all have things that we're not good at within the church. It's like, I promise you, someone could be so amazing at reading their scriptures. They dress so modestly. On the outside, they look awesome, but they don't do one ounce of service. Or they, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, but who are we to to judge? And I think that's And why- that's okay. Like, and we're here to say, that's okay. We're all just trying our best. Exactly. And so it's like, if if you are going
0: to play that game where you say- You can't pick and choose. Well, by saying that, they are picking and choosing because they're being judgmental. Right. So it's like, okay, well, he said not to, you know, Jesus said not to be judgmental. So actually you're picking and choosing as well, which ones you want to follow. Exactly.
1: We're all, we've said this before, I think on the (laughs) podcast, we're all hypocrites because no one's perfect. Yeah. So it's like. I'm a hypocrite. I would be called a hypocrite for saying, you guys, don't judge other people. Yeah. Because I judge other people all the time. And because— We're judging you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because there are things that are, like, programmed in my mind where I'm just like, oh, I wonder why that girl did that. And then I I catch myself and I'm like, that's so rude. Why would I ever
0: think that? Yeah. And there are plenty of times we don't catch ourselves. There's plenty of times I know that I'm like, oh, I think this and I just let myself think it and I don't even realize it. And then when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, I, I am kind of judgmental about things. Totally. And it's like, none of us are perfect. And I think that's like
1: the holier than thou um, mentality is so dangerous. And and the thing about it is like, again, like we love the gospel, the truths of the gospel. We love Jesus Christ and God. And it's like, that's literally the most peaceful, like part of my life is that the fact that like, I have a belief in God. And it's like, I want you guys to know that like, we're not against the actual like teachings and the gospel. But I feel like some of the toxicity of the culture does need to be addressed because we need to change certain parts of it. And like, there are certain, you know, um, analogies or phrases that you grow up with within the church. Like when you're a young woman, that's like, oh, you know, you need to be sexually pure. Like they use an analogy of, if you're not sexually pure, then you're synonymous with like a chewed piece of gum. Like who wants a chewed piece of gum? Basically saying like, what guy's going to want to marry you if you've had sex before? And it's like, we've got to change the narrative. Like there are just certain things that I feel like are so toxic because it makes you feel like you are a horrible person if you mess up at all. And we need to focus on repentance and forgiveness and love and charity and the things that are important. Yeah.
0: We were talking about this before and we were saying like, let's not focus so much on like, please don't do this sin. Please don't do this sin. Oh, he did it. Oh my gosh. Well, you can repent, but I really wish you wouldn't have done it in the first place. It's like, why don't we just, again, teach on the atonement and repentance and how amazing that is and like God's mercy. And it's like, let's focus on that. And that's going to make us way more motivated to choose the right than all these things we should be scared of. Like, oh, don't wear a bikini. Don't drink coffee. Don't get two piercings. Don't do this. It's like, Okay, then all of a sudden, when we do that, that makes young girls whose minds haven't developed all the way think, "Okay, well, I actually, you know, I I messed up here. I messed up here. I really just can't even go to church anymore. I'm I'm too far gone." Even though they know the atonement is real, but they they just hear that they're a chewed piece of gum. It's like Elder Holland, actually, who's um uh, general authority. Yeah, I'm trying to explain it to people who are not LDS, but basically someone very high up in the church. He he gave a talk, which I is one of my favorite talks ever, and he was basically saying like every,
1: <laughs> don't I was at
0: some point, at some point, and I almost got through it. Basically, he was saying the church is like a choir and everybody is welcome in this choir. And there's no, there's no perfect person that goes to church. Like there is a place for everybody in the gospel, no matter where you're at in life, no matter what you're doing, <laughs> but there's, there's a place for you. And I, and I think in this, we were talking about this episode before we went and we're like, oh, I just don't want like the messages of, you know, people saying like, I completely disagree, blah, blah, blah. You know, which is, you're right, but that seems a bit of a waste of energy to message us about it. Anyways, I was saying, I actually would much rather have one girl walk away from this, like thinking who has messed up or who, who does wear bikinis and who thinks she's immodest like walk away and be, and, and stop feeling so much shame about it and just feel like I'm still a good person. Yeah. Even if I do these things that people are judging me for or I, you know, you can still feel comfortable going to church and Mm -hmm. like, well, actually can't because we're in a quarantine basically, but, or I'm in a pandemic, but when you can go back to church, it's like, I want you to still feel comfortable there. Like you do have a place there. Not everybody there is at the end of their journey. And no matter where you're at in life, like you still can find that peace. Yeah. And it's still there inside of you, no matter what you're doing. And I think if we all just focus on that and like the fact that we all are hypocrites and we all do have things that we're struggling with, the world would just be a much better place if we all could just accept each other. And and I've said this a million times, acceptance is just letting go of your side of the story. So when you think about, about it like that and you just let people be, mm-hmm the best feelings yeah so you I was gonna can see, just have
1: the best feeling you it first of all it takes a weight off your shoulder it's a freaking burden to like judge everyone it really is it's it's yeah so, such a waste of your energy when you could be feeling good feelings and I like I also just want to end with saying like your relationship with God is the most important thing like you know whether people do judge you or think this or that or think you should be doing something a certain way like your your gut, your intuition, your relationship with God. It's like, that's what we should be focusing on. That's what we should try and be strengthening. Like who cares what these other people have to say truthfully? It's sometimes it really does hurt. And like, I know that because I've gotten so many messages from people who are Christian or Mormon saying like, literally like such hurtful things to me where I'm like, wow, like it's really hard to be associated with these types of people. But I want to reiterate that There are so many amazing people in the church. And again, that's why I wanted people to listen to the whole episode because I don't think that the church is innately bad. I don't think that everyone in the church is horrible and they're so judgmental. I've met some of the best people that I know at church and some of the absolute best people in my life are Mormon and Christian. So it's like, I'm 100% aware that this is not a problem within the teachings of Jesus Christ. It's a problem within the culture, like I've said. I just want to make that just very clear. Just because it's a bunch
0: of humans trying to run something just as anything else. Right. Just because you're part of the church does not mean you're perfect. Mm-hmm. I want to end with one
1: final thought, and that's basically that, like— Again, I think I said this on our, in our Mormon culture episode, but I want you guys to know that it's okay to question things and it's yeah. okay to like have questions or doubts or things like that um, within the church or like with your testimony. And like the older I get, just the more I realize, like I we've been saying this whole time that no one is perfect. And it's like, I don't have to be perfect. And that really is like a weight off my shoulder. And people, there's sometimes like a negative connotation with like, oh, someone's gone off the path, like you know, they're questioning things. And it's like, I think it's important to question things because you, you become stronger. Like you, you find out what you believe and like your spin on, or not spin on things, but like your take on the gospel and like what really resonates with you. That's so much more powerful than just going
0: along with what your parents have said or like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Well, I, and I think it's important, too, with the whole, like, she's off the path or anything like that when you're, you know, at rock bottom or you're having a hard time, whatever is happening and they someone assumes that about you or you think that about yourself, you're never off of the path, first no. of all. If you're alive and you're living, you're on a path and you're on your path. And maybe if you're having a hard time with something, that's part of your path. You're still going down a path. It's It's not you're just lost and bumbling around. Like you're still alive and growing and that's what life is. Like Mm -hmm. the path is growth. The path is not walking perfectly. No, I freaking amen. We need to
1: just end there because I think that's so powerful. It's like, we all have our own journeys. Again, it takes a weight off your shoulders to not be keeping tabs on other people. Mm -hmm. It truly does. Like I can tell you firsthand, it's like, I really believe I used to be much more judgmental than I am now because it's just like, it's such a burden to carry when you're like so worried about other people all the time. And again, I'm not perfect by any means, but it feels so much better to root for other people, especially rooting for other women and like just being on the same team and helping each other. And if you really care about someone and you think that they are struggling in some way, care about them. Don't should on them or say, you should be doing this. I think this is right for you. I think I know how you need to fix this be there for them, take them to lunch, make them cookies, bring them flowers, like care about them.
0: Yeah. The only thing that you have to worry about what you can control, the second you start worrying about what you cannot control, AKA other people's actions, you will start to live a very miserable life. Mm -hmm. So what you can control is not judging others. What you can control is being a good example. What you can control is doing your best and just getting in touch with the happiness that is already inside of you. Like God created us to have a happy life and he wants us to feel joy and to feel love and to feel connection and to help others. And so in order to do that, we have to stop wasting our time and energy, judging other people and picking apart things and all of this other crap that we are bogged down with all the time. So definitely
1: do your best, everyone. Do your best, root for other women. And on kind of a different tangent, like even within like the workspace or like if you see other girls on social media succeeding, fake it till you make it. Comment be and happy. say be happy for them. Comment and say that's so awesome. If they, you know, get something and you're like, oh, I kind of like wish I got that. Just be happy for people, and it feels so so much better. Mm-hmm. And like we said at the beginning, we are so much more powerful when we come together. Yeah, and we can get so much more accomplished. So it feels so much better to be happy for people. Mm-hmm. So let's freaking do it. We love you guys. Thank you. Yeah, we so do love you guys. Much for listening. I hope you guys. Did make it to the end of this, um, but if you guys want to follow along, our Instagram is at What was Said Podcast. And if
0: you want to share this episode, if it touched you, <laughs> this reminds me of School of Rock. And it's like, it's like, I've touched your children. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they've touched me too, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, if this episode has reached your heart, pulled at the heartstrings, and you think that like people that you follow or whatever on Instagram or your friends feel free to share it. That really helps us, spreads the word, spreads the positivity, and we would be very appreciative of that.
1: Yeah. And also our um, Balanced Boss Course, our new four-week live course just launched yesterday. I'm not sure if spots are still available, but if they are, go to our website. Um, Just go to our Instagram, it's at Balanced Boss Course. And you can go to the website from there and see if there are still spots available for our four-week live course that's starting on August 3rd. I am beyond excited about it. I know. And regardless, you guys can just follow that account if you want free business and health tips. So check it out. But we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And that's That's what what we we said. said. Goodbye.